What is up, everybody? Welcome to Apocalypse Now, our movie hangout and discussion show. I am your host, Jacob Bartley, and I forgot to unmute myself <laughs> right before. The- it's <laughs> okay, because you actually, uh, it was good timing. I like the timing on that one. Personally. Oh, you like the timing better? Okay, maybe I'll, I'll aim for that going forward. Um, yeah, if this is your first time joining us, welcome. Uh, we talk movies here, play movie games. All that good stuff. You'll you'll get to know us if you hang around. And thank you for all our regular viewers coming back. We really appreciate it. I'm going to go ahead and introduce the panel here. We have our regular four-man crew, of course. Our fifth <laughs> member should be joining us a little later on on this episode. I'll start with Brian Avalasino. What is up, Brian? How are you doing, man? I am doing good. Enjoying day two of summer vacation. Woo-hoo. Oh, congratulations, hey. man. That's awesome. Yes. And I... Have been doing nothing but watching movies, so you cannot go wrong with that at all. Literally finished my MCU (laughs) rewatch, and now I'm going through. Oh wow! So wow, how long did your MCU rewatch take? Uh, Weeks. Oh, I was was gonna say you did it in the last two days. Oh my god! No, 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 no. no. (laughs) That's my third time going through the whole entire thing from start to end. The MCU. Yeah, and then. Now I'm doing Harry Potter. That's pretty so. damn, dude. So I need to do uh, that are you again doing sometime. The entire Harry Potter, like with um, Fantastic Beasts, yeah. Yes, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'm on Chamber Secrets right now, and I'm catching. Okay, so I started watching all these movies with subtitles. There's so much stuff that I've missed, so much stuff, especially Harry Potter, and it's kind of blowing my mind. Like, this like, may sound stupid. Like, what's an example? So I'm watching Chamber of Secrets. Did you know the Basilisk t- talks throughout the whole entire movie? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, didn't know. Like I no, heard I'm I knew laughing that. because I don't even know who that is. <laughs> it's the it's, it's the snake, snake. In, the, snake. in snake. Chamber okay. the snake that's in the chamber. It's and it's like straight up like kill. And like you, it's and you, and you call yourself oh, a Harry okay. <laughs> no, see Brian, oh, no. I didn't I've even never know that heard it. who that was. <laughs> So, or I've never picked up on, it's like saying like full sentences. Like I've heard the like kill, like that stuff, but it's like full on saying sentences and stuff. And I'm like, whoa, like I've never have picked up on like the full dialogue that the snake is saying. Mm -hmm. So you've heard it. You just didn't pick up on the sentence. Yeah. Like I just thought it was just saying like kill. And stuff like that, and I'm like, oh, okay, did the subtitles. Was this your first time watching it with subtitles? Yeah, I, I I've started watching stuff with subtitle subtitles now. So I've watched like, yeah. everything with subtitles. So you, so yeah. all right, I'm gonna introduce the rest of the crew in a second. But real quick, we were watching A Quiet Place two the other day, and it was so. I was thinking about it. Like I need subtitles. I was like, and because you can't hear some of the stuff they're saying, and I'm <laughs> like. I, I don't want subtitles to be in movie theaters, but I was like kind of missing them when I was watching a movie. But uh, Jake Berlin, how are you doing today, man? I'm tired. I am very, very <laughs> tired. You're a hardworking man. Yeah, the last, I mean, I said it last, was it, was it last week that I said it? I think it was last week that I said it, that my ass has been kicked. My ass was kicked even more this week. Um, I'm hanging in there. Oh, Go What? Say that again? I was going to say you didn't know it was Tuesday today. I didn't know it was Tuesday minutes. today. I completely no. forgot it was Tuesday today. My <laughs> days are all mixed up, um, but I'm good. I'm here to talk some movies, man. I'm an, I'm I'm bummed that I'm not going to be able to be here for the latter conversation because yeah. I have to be a quiet place too. 
Uh, but Me that's too. just how busy I've been. I haven't been able to catch that movie, and I will eventually. Uh, yeah, we we barely squeezed it in yesterday, yeah. so yeah. So good thing we did. Uh, and Geo, how you doing today, man? Good. Just uh, talked to you about it a couple of days ago, but been doing my uh, part in reading as many comics as I can. I've so far read Justice. I've read the Craven's Last Hunt. I've read The Long Halloween. I'm currently working on King you have you Wait, have so only DC comics? Well, I'll get Jacob, to Marvel. Why is that even a question? No, I know. I'm you still like have my taunting you, him. You you still have my Avengers vs X Men. Avengers versus X Men. Didn't we swap? Don't you have? Yeah, Marvel? I have your um, Watchmen. Watchmen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Which yeah, nice. she's been doing that, trying to balance it, dude. It's it's an expensive habit. Okay. It is. That's why I only do Star Wars because Star Wars is enough of an expensive habit. <laughs> and, talk to and, me absolutely, Geo. Talk to me uh, later. <clears throat> and here's the thing: like I, I'm focused now only on the major stories right now, and then eventually I'll get to you know the popular solo. But I'm trying to do like well, Long Halloween's a pretty major event, but yeah, it's, just, it's expensive. It is very expensive. I definitely know how you feel, man. Uh, Yeah, we're going to talk some trailers that we missed a few weeks or like last week and the week before. We're going to be talking, obviously, Cruella and A Quiet Place 2. Those will be spoiler discussions. And just a heads up, not all of us have seen all of them. At least three of us have seen both films. So Mm -hmm. while we're discussing those films, the people who haven't seen it are going to bounce out. But we'll get to that in a little bit here. Before we do, we're going to do our movie watching. Hold on, Jacob. How are you? How are you? I oh, that's a good question. I should ask myself how I'm doing, huh? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm doing pretty good, man. I'm, you know, as the world's going like slowly going back to normal, I am going back into the real world. I'm gonna be working a regular job next week, so I'm both terrified yeah. oh, and I'm gonna camp. be doing summer camp. Yeah, uh, over the summer, <clears throat> and then I told Brian this, but I passed my CBEST tests, which is yeah, congratulations. Yes, I'm so. It, in the meantime, I'll be doing a summer camp over the summer and then subbing in the fall. So I'm excited about that, and yeah, I'm doing pretty good, man. I we went to go see uh, Quiet Place Two yesterday, and just. I know we saw Godzilla vs. Kong and Mortal Kombat in theaters. Those were private rentals. And those felt like events, special events with just our friends. But just going to a theater again, like walking in with strangers, like that feeling is so great. Like, and I missed it so much. So, I can't wait. I'm I'm yeah. trying so hard to go see A Quiet Place because of that reason. I yeah. I, was talk- I was talking with someone this morning about it. Like the, the fact that the summer season legit feels like a movie season is it does it's pretty crazy yeah and that's and the thing is quiet place too is the perfect movie to go experience that and you know like uh with the theater with strangers watching the movie in the theater and everything so yeah i can't wait till you see it man and we'll talk about it then um but yeah but let's get to the movie watching challenge let's go see it jake Awesome. <laughs> we'll we'll try to get that down. I have time. a sound effect coming for that, by the way. Awesome. Oh. It's gonna be like clank, 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 clank. Like, I'm guessing something like that. I'm just gonna um, speak over it. For those of you who don't know, our movie watching challenge segment is one where one of us gets challenged to watch a new movie every week, a movie that we have not seen. The other four submit those films, and it gets determined 
via a poll by the viewers or just by random selection. Last week, I was challenged, and one of the films that I was challenged to, which I did watch, is Spirited Away. Yay! This movie, uh, I don't want to butcher his name, but is it Mizaki? Or how do you pronounce his name? Yeah. 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 So that's his last name, by the way. And he's an iconic filmmaker. He's done a bunch of these animated films uh, with Ghibli Studios. And I've heard about them before, but I never watched them. Um, so this is one I was challenged to, and it was Brian's movie that won, which I was Yay. pretty shocked. So mm-hmm. I want to ask Brian. So obviously you've seen this, right? Mm-hmm. And like, what is your experience with this movie? Like, when did you see it? And what made you challenge me for it? Our f- Jake and I's friend. Well, you know, Max uh, mm-hmm. had been trying to get him to watch it. Okay. And I don't know if I watched before you or so you watched. I, so a little Max and I had <clears throat> on top of our movie watching challenge, Max and I actually did a personal challenge. V. Oh, other. that's right. Yeah. Um, and I had challenged him to watch the mission impossible movie, starting with the first one. Mm-hmm. He challenged me to watch spirited away. And then I told Brian, I was like, you might actually be interested in this. And he like jumped on it right away. If well, I'm not mistaken. And, and it, it's because it's on my scratch off poster. That, oh, it is. Too. Oh, cool. That too. That too. And yeah. so I was like, well, if people were telling me to watch it and it's off my scratch off poster, might as well it's, watch it. It's so. considered his it's it's widely considered as his greatest film. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, it is from what I've researched. After I watched it, I researched it a little bit. And it's like it's still the number one grossing movie in Japan of all time, I I am. which is crazy. Um, I'm curious. What do you guys think I thought of it? I think you loved it. it. I did. Yeah, yeah. I did. It's a Jacob I, film. It's a Jacob film. Well, I mean, we all like animated films. I think, you know, Jake and I especially love animated films. And I guess Brian does too, huh? We all do. This movie and all right. So I watched it on HBO Max and it automatically plays the English version, right? Mm-hmm. Which I was torn. I didn't know if I wanted to watch the English version or the Japanese version with the subtitles. I went with the English version just because so did I. So I think did it's I. a I for me personally, if I have the option, I'm going to go I wouldn't do a live action movie that way. But animated, it works for me yeah. that way. And I this movie is incredible. First of all, the score and the music is beautiful. The score is absolutely beautiful. Loved that. Obviously, the animation, it's hand-drawn stuff, which and it looks incredible. And it's kind of like you don't really know what's going on, really, either. You start to figure it out as the movie goes. It's kind of weird, too, and a little little scary Mm -hmm. at times. Like Especially if you were a kid watching this, Mm -hmm. you'd be pretty scared of certain things. And obviously, it ties deeply into, like, Japan culture and, and all that stuff and a lot of you know, mythology around the gods and things like that, that we don't really necessarily aren't exposed to because we don't know much about that, obviously living in the United States. So like it was, it was kind of a learning experience for me as well, because you watch it and you're like, what did I just watch? And then you research it a little bit and it's cool. So bottom line is I really enjoyed it. It was a fun movie. I know she's not in the underworld, but it reminded me of Coco a little bit to where this kid goes to this other realm and is just there and goes through this journey and comes out at the end. It kind of reminded me of Coco a little bit, which obviously I love Coco. So 
I mean, I've heard about this movie so much, Spirited Away, and it it lived up to the expectations. It's it's a beautiful film, yeah. and uh, Geo, I don't know if you've seen it or not, but I highly recommend it. Um, I think you would really like it too, Geo. As soon as it ended, I was like, I need to watch some of his other movies. It's and a very it's a very deep film. It is. Very it really deep. is. Yeah, and it has a lot. Obviously, there's a lot of like metaphors and stuff. It, ha- it has a lot of things going on, and um. I'm curious. Have you guys seen any of his other films? Mm-hmm. That was my first. Okay, and so only, was my only heard, film. I forget which one, but I think one of. Well, first of all, I heard he's a dark filmmaker in general. Like his films are very that one mm-hmm. he, adult themed. Yeah, Princess. That's yeah, Mononoke, that one. Yeah, and Princess then there's Mononoke. Howl's Moving Castle and Castle in the Sky are what two yes. I've heard about. Yes, I forget which one, but I heard one of them is like brutally dark like you only watch it once and you'll never watch it again (laughs) which is um curious to see but yes brian for the win that yay just watching that movie made me so happy and that's that's the point of movies for me it was it's it's so good and i i went into it thinking like there's no way i'm gonna like this movie and i walked out of it or not walked out watched it and was like whoa this is this was really good so and I, it's funny that because Jake isn't uh, Princess Mononoke, the one that Molly like loves also. Yeah, there's yeah. I mean, all of his, all of his films are pretty much like all time classics, but there's definitely a lot of favorites. Oh, maybe I'm thinking of Grave of the Fireflies for the one that people say is like a traumatic experience to watch. But yeah, I'm I'm probably going to go down a rabbit hole, to be honest, and start watching. That's fair. I've I've kind of been I've kind of been watching stuff that puts me in like categories, whether it be actors mm. or directors or oh, something. Yeah. And I'll like, it's so like, for example, I'm kind of currently like on a Robert Redford binge from back in like the day. Really? I've, I've watched like three of his films that I had never seen before. And I'm kind of just like going through and then I'll go to something else. And that's kind of how I've been watching lately. So it's totally fair. That's like a good way to go about it. Cause how else do you decide otherwise? Just like watch a random film here, random film there might as well. Like, dive deep into one thing and then move on to the next thing, which I'm not saying I'm only going to be watching Miyazaki films (laughs) for the next couple weeks, but I'm definitely like, I wanted to start another one right away because obviously he's a great filmmaker. Has Um, anyone seen Ponyo? Ponyo? No. 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 Mm -mm. Um, So obviously the second part of the movie watching challenge, somebody else gets challenged for the next week and I challenged Brian um, so Brian, you have been chosen. Are you going to be doing a poll or choosing a random number? Oh, that's right. I picked before, huh? <laughs> um, I think I'm going to pick a number. Okay. All right. Yeah. It gives yeah. you more time. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm going to, I think uh, I always feel so guilty because people love voting. I'll do a poll. I'll do a poll. I'll do, I, <laughs> I got nothing else to do. You suck. Why you wanted me to do? Pick? No, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Oh, okay. I was I was okay. prepared. I was prepared for the number, not the poll. <laughs> oh, it's fine. I'll put the poll up when we're talking about them. Uh, I might be distracting here a sec, and don't mind the helicopter that's currently flying over my house. But uh, all right, they so Brian has it. been challenged. He has four films that we have picked, and I got to say, these four films are magnificent. These four movies are awesome. I Is am- there gonna be a clear winner if it goes in no. a poll though? No, I don't think so. No. Okay, then I like. Oh. There's not a clear winner whatsoever. They are all from different, uh, different like eras, different genres. Uh, we hit a corner of each side of film in this one. Total fun! I'm so excited for you. So up first, 
um, is the newer of the bunch, and it is an Oscar winner, and that is Birdman, Michael Keaton's Birdman, um, with that incredible cast, uh, a film that is widely considered one of the best films of the last 10 years. It was number one of 2014 for me, and I believe Gio as well, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah. So Birdman is number one. Number two is... uh, an all-time classic. It is a film that nobody will ever, ever forget. It has been talked about for years, and that is none other than Clueless. <laughs> <laughs> Clueless it's kind of shocking that I haven't seen this movie. Clueless is uh, pick number two, um, and it is just a movie that everyone needs to see, plain and simple. Uh, yeah. Number three is a film that is near and dear to a lot of people's hearts, uh, but specific- specifically two people on this panel, so I'm not going to reveal those two. But again, it is an all-time classic in every facet. It is a perfect film, and that is Gone in 60 Seconds. The Nick Cage, <laughs> Gone in 60 Seconds with Angelina Jolie, uh, Robert Duvall, and plenty of others inside this film. And number four is an action movie of top-tier action movie. It also steers one of, uh, stars one of the worst-slash-best actors of all time, <laughs> and that is... Speed with Keanu oh, Reeves and Sandra Bullock. Boom. There are wow. Brian. Dang. Uh, you haven't seen all four of those. <laughs> that was those are solid choices. That I'm those might be I, the best selection of movies we've ever had. Yeah, I'm kind of it's funny because I, I saw Birdman and went, Oh, that one's easily gonna win. And then I saw the clueless, and I was like, oh, that one quit. And then just kept going. I was like, ah, oh, crap. I've heard that Birdman has a better score than Whiplash. Is that true? It's up there. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want so Geo should we too. So should Man. we should we reveal to Brian the main artistic oh, style of the film before you before like it possibly wins? So he's prepared. I've heard it's dark. Uh, it's it's somewhat dark. a little bit. Should yeah. we reveal the artistic style that was put behind? Can it? I tell you? I know exactly who picked each one. I can really, pinpoint, I can yes. pinpoint each of you. Yes. Uh, Geo was Birdman. Uh, Jacob was Clueless. Uh, Speed was Jake, and Gone in sixty seconds was Keith. Interesting. Okay. Not anyway. Bad. Back to Birdman real quick, because that is possibly the winner. Um, we'll see the vote. The poll's going to go up here any minute, but the movie is all one big tracking shot, Brian. Oh, dang. Shot in, Jake, is it 11 or 15 days that he shot? It, it was It was like within a month of shot. Yeah. yeah. So Holy impressive. Crap. Yeah. It's, it I, is a, a feat of filmmaking. I will say, I will say this. I have a lot of free time on my hands now. I really am interested in all four of those. If I have time, <laughs> I will try to watch all four. But uh, you either in or out on the. But board. I will go in the order of, of winnings to make sure if I can't get to one. But I'm very curious. I'm very interested to see what wins this poll because I have no gauge on where this could go. Yeah, I'm surprised. How much did Spirited Away win by? Because I did not think it was. I, was a, uh, I have the poll right here. Spirited Away was a 48% with okay, Heat that, at 33%. Wow. He was at 33%. Wow. The next one? Heat was at 33%. Really? Dang. 48%. That's huge. Well, hey, I'm glad you guys voted for that one. Thank you. Uh, I'm very yeah, so, excited. 
that poll will be up uh, pretty soon here, and we you'll be able to vote to see what Brian's going to watch at least first. He or the only movie he's going to watch. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Brian, do you want to? Four of them will be not on uh, streaming, and I have to buy each single. Oh movie. yeah, I, hey, I got lucky that Spirited Away is on HBO Max. I, well, I yeah, yeah, I knew you would be fine with that. Thank you. I was like, how am I going to find this? I was like, am I going to have to like subscribe to <laughs> some weird service to get it? But. It worked. It it's worth out. the four dollar um, rental. No, Come definitely. On. Oh, I always, Come I totally on. don't mind. I always rent the movies when, you know, when they're not available. No, no problem there. Um, Brian, do you want to tell them about our little show that we're doing tomorrow? I mean, we've got two shows this week, but the one tomorrow, we have three shows this week. Well, yeah, uh, I meant including last. today. Yeah, <laughs> um, tomorrow is. The world premiere of the Marvel Rewind for Loki. Q Jake's logo. Perfect. Maybe even the trailer. Who knows? But uh, yes, tomorrow we are going to be breaking down the season premiere of Loki. And it is going to be... We're going to test out a little bit of a later show. Uh, 7.30 p.m. Uh, Pacific time. Uh, for that tomorrow we'll see how that works if it doesn't we'll maybe change it but for right now that is what we are going to go for um so come check it out tomorrow literally 24 hours from today and right now yeah you're, you're right about that um and, awesome and yes yes we do have something to show for that but brian didn't cue me up so <laughs> are you talking let's do it or the thing I did cue you up. I well, said, you kept talking. You just you didn't you like you like cued me up and then you kept going. Like you got to like because you threw up the the main the wallpaper and I was expecting you to cue up the other one. So I just well, I, it would have cut you off talking if I threw up the trailer. Cue the thing. <laughs> So tomorrow, 7.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, come join us. I'm like trying to hold my excitement back a little bit, but I don't know that, why I was so invested in that. I've already seen it. but uh, I'm not willing to say that that's your best one, but it might be your well, best one. What about when the logo's moving 
closely up every time the yeah. music <laughs> changes. But I don't know if you guys remember, but this is my most anticipated MCU show. So and I remember I us giving you crap for that, and the reviews wait. might be might be on your side. Yeah, I mean, I haven't, I mean, I haven't heard, but I'm guessing it's doing well. Then, but uh, oh, it is saying that it is doing well. I love staying up. I'm staying up. I don't think I can't not stay up. I I can't <laughs> promise that I'm gonna stay up because I'm I'm watching a 12 week old puppy, but um, we'll see. Yeah, I'm gonna try. Like at at some point, it's like it's not worth watching if I'm dead tired, you know. Like, yeah. yeah. But if not, I'm watching it as soon as I wake up. Yeah, morning. I'll get like up early I, to watch it. I don't know if it'll make it. To like morning. I do with Bad Batch. I usually watch it right when I wake up in the morning. Mm-hmm. Bad Batch, I don't stay up for, but yes, that I will. Are we? Am I introing Fandalorian too? No. Okay. Yeah. Well. You can watch Vandalorian on Friday, too, for the next episode of The Bad Batch. But um, speaking of Marvel, we're going to jump into some trailers. Uh, Jake, do you want to introduce this first trailer here? Yeah, so uh, th- we're, we're playing catch-up this episode, guys. Um, we talked about this last week, how we had a watch-along, and then we had a, a planned Zack Snyder episode. So we're kind of playing catch-up. We're going to talk Eternals right now. Uh, we're going to take the next 10 to 12 minutes or so to talk Eternals. We haven't talked about it as a group. Brian and I did a reaction to the trailer, which is up on the channel. You can check that out. Uh, and thank you to everyone who watched that. It's over 6,000 views right now, which is really, really cool. Um, nice. But yeah, so we got our first official look at uh, Eternals, not just a teaser trailer, but a full-blown trailer. Yes, it's considered a teaser because there's not really a story element to it, but we got an over two-minute trailer um, to Marvel's next epic, which will kind of shoot us into a new direction of where the MCU is going here very, very soon. Uh, the film looks fantastic. The cinematography looks insane. Chloe Zhao coming off her Oscar win um, is taking on a Marvel project, which is very, very exciting. And we got to look that at she the, fought for that. She did fight for. Um, and we got to look at the uh, incredible cast all in costume, all in character um, for their parts in this movie. Uh, obviously still, still big question marks. I'm sure we can, theorize and talk and everything like that but we're talking more so about the trailer here our first look our anticipation um what we got from it maybe expectations did it hurt did it hype i'm not sure but uh yeah let's talk it for the next 10 or 12 minutes guys i'm more interested in seeing what these two have to say because i haven't talked to you guys at it at all i brian and i've talked about it plenty over the last like months but um we haven't really talked to them at all and i'm very interested to see what they have to say well i'll just say like I really enjoyed the trailer. It's it's a really it's basically a teaser, right? I mean, I guess it's fair to say. It's like an introduction trailer is what I'd like to call it. And it's from knowing nothing about the Eternals, it didn't really like give me any information really. It's kind of just like a montage of scenes, but I enjoyed it because it looks and we've said this before, but I think this is true of this movie for sure it looks like nothing we've seen in the mcu and i guess once when we got because even if you say guardians might have been that you know we we had a space movie or a a galactic movie with thor so this is like nothing we've ever seen it's taking over time over like multiple decades and centuries and it's just it's intriguing and every scene that i see when i see that i'm thinking in my mind Chloe Zhao directed this. So knowing that puts my faith behind it completely. I know Jake, you've seen Nomadland. She's it's she's a brilliant filmmaker. Yep. And so I'm like obviously Brian 
has been, you know, the one, you know, pushing for this for over a year. He's been the most excited about it. But I said, I don't know anything about Eternals, but once I see a trailer, then my excitement will start to build. And that's the case for me, at least. Uh, you can't really take much from it, but from what I've seen, I'm liking it a lot. Open conversation, gentlemen. Um, I'm kind of along the same lines of Jacob. I liked about 90% of the trailer until after the after the title card where they just had to throw in Iron Man and Captain America. I mean, other than that, yes, the cinematography is great. The shots of the uh, ocean, the sunsets, and you know the ensemble, all of that's terrific. Um, I'm with a lot of you in the chat. I don't know much about the Eternals. Um, I know that they came from the Celestials, and they're the good – correct me if I'm wrong. They're like the good sun as opposed to the Deviants. Um, I don't know, but hopefully you guys can touch on that more. Uh, it's a great ensemble cast, but that la those last 15, 20 seconds really, really bothered me because I, this was the chance to really separate yourself and say, hey, look – the MCU is going to give you something that you've truly never seen before. The tone of the trailer, the music, the costumes, <clears throat> all of it was unlike something I've seen. I've never seen in the MCU. So I don't know if you guys feel the same way. I don't know. You guys let me know your thoughts. I'd love to pick your brain. Gentlemen. I loved it. It's, I mean, we got zero story from it. So, so, I mean, there's only so much, but I just wanted to see something at some point. Like, I didn't even care what they did. Just show me something from it. <laughs> and um, but the cast is what I'm excited about. The cast is just going to be wild. Uh, oh, look at this guy. He thinks he's hot stuff now. Now he's got clips and everything. Uh, yeah. The cast Camille Nagiani, man. I'm a big fan of that guy. I'm I'm excited to see what he does. The cast is just so this part gives me chills every time. Um, and then transforming into that logo. I'm just so excited for something. It's a it's a different type of story while still being connected. Like, I mean, these characters have been around almost since the creation of their universe. Are they supposed to be, like, related? No, they're not related. Okay. They're all just created from the same... They're being. they're related in that sense. Okay, they're not, yeah, like, they're literally related biologically related. They're, but like they're the same species, essentially. You, you, can the think same of, you can think of them similar as to the Inhumans, where the Inhumans become related when they get their powers, in a way. Okay. Right? They're not biologically related, but I see. But they're yeah. kind of like a family in a way. Absolutely. Right? It seems yeah. like. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. That's what I was getting towards. Yeah. I mean, technically, I won't say it because that. Oh no! It it's, it's, it's all over the internet, Brian. It's yeah. Go ahead. No, no, no. I, I was just gonna say, but like, uh, Icarus and Cersei are lovers, and that's oh. something, uh, an ongoing thing. So, if they're siblings, that's gross. But um, they're not. Oh, okay. So there they're basically the Game of Thrones stars in there. They are, bro. 
but uh well, i get what you're saying they're like uh the just same, the starks are in there the just how ones. like the x-men are all the same yeah that's uh, yeah like inhumans yeah Eternals. Jake, okay. jake's inhumans is probably the closest you can yeah. get to. but um i just think visually this movie is going to be a feast for the eyes i i think it's going to be unlike i think well it's I honestly think it's gonna be the most like visually stunning without using like CGI like and stuff like that. Like Ragnarok is just you're, amazing. You're, you're, Brian, you're talking about the cinematography. Okay, sure. That I that like I that's honestly what I'm really excited well, about. Well they went to like real locations, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, well, and, so and what Brian had mentioned earlier is when when Chloe Zhao was initially brought in to, to pitch the film uh, before she was hired on, uh, she shot shots on her own at location saying, this is what I want to do with this movie. And yeah. Marvel said, That's awesome. wow, okay, go do it. So they, they shot everything, not everything, but they shot as much as they possibly could outdoors along cliff sides and in farm towns and like, you know, doing that type of stuff, not just in a studio. That's really cool. Yeah. And not to mention, and I know Jake is too, like I'm, I'm a good, I'm a lover of the history buff type stuff. And so like the fact that these characters were interpreted throughout the history of mankind as gods and like woven into human mythology. Like that is just like, take my money for me, someone like me. So yeah, Jake, go ahead. You can. Yeah. I'll it. wrap up quickly here. Cause I know we want to move on to the next one, but to what Gio was talking about with the, with the uh, post trailer scene, if you will. Um, I, I personally thought it was, it was a great move because one, it's exactly what everyone is thinking. It, it's what everyone is thinking at this point in this universe, right? Who's going to lead the Avengers? Like, who who's the next person to lead the Avengers? Two, um, it all of this stuff is still connected. No, how no matter how far away from it it really is. Like Guardians, for example, right? We were wondering, okay, like this is awesome, but how the hell are they going to connect to our Earthbound heroes? They found a way to do that. Same thing with the with the uh, Eternals, right? They're, they're going to connect at some point. They have to make sure that people know it's... And yes, you can consider it like a marketing move, and that's fine. The, the scene may not even be in the movie. It might not even be in the movie, but you have to make sure people realize that this is still connected to everything MCU that we know because it doesn't feature um, Nick Fury or or the Daily Bugle, or or something like a news story of Iron Man or something. It's completely different from everything we know of MCU. So realistically, you have to put something in there to make sure that the casual fans, the ones that aren't us, the ones that aren't our viewers, know like, oh, this is still inside the Marvel Universe with Captain America, with Iron Man, with all these characters. Even though they are gone, it's like hitting at home that like, yes, you're getting a movie that is different, that is very similar to what Guardians, but so far out there. Um, and, and so that's why I was okay with it personally, because um, I'm looking at it from an outside perspective. Like like Gabby example, right? If Gabby was watching this 
and she she had no idea what it was about but then she heard captain america and iron man she's like oh it's a marvel movie like it's an mcu movie and so that's that's what i took from it um but i, I understand what Gio was saying about you know getting away from stuff and and trying to separate from what has kind of happened over the last um what 10 years 12 years which i, I honestly think it was just used to show them that it's set in present day because there's really nothing in that trailer that shows you that it's present day. Like That's you can do one shot. Where there's the like one. He's looking but, around the city as cars yeah. are driving in. Other than that though, you, you don't know when it's set. Like she, that could just be her visiting a city at any point in time. But other than that, like there's no real, like when is this happening? And then them saying like, who's going to leave like that. And I like the fact that they called him Captain Rogers and not Captain America. Uh, so well, they know. Because yeah, exactly. So it's telling you it's after. Um, I honestly, you know, I, oh, I'm with ahead. Jake. I was just going to say, I'm with Jake. I don't think that shot's going to be in the movie. I think that was literally just going yeah, to Yeah, I mean, I don't think so either. They, they do that you all know, you the had, You had strong opinions about that. What What's going on in your head? Well, it's just ironic that those have they interfered because they said they didn't they've not not interfered at all until now iron man would still be alive and who knows about captain rogers um it's just i don't know like where have they been this whole they're gonna explain that in the movie that yeah i have no question about that my theory in the comics the only way to kill an inhuman, which isn't actually, or not an inhuman, an eternal, which isn't actually killing them, is to rearrange their atoms to a point where they are literally not who they are anymore. I think they're all going to get dusted. Personally, well, that and I'll, I will oh, just say that there was wow. that there was something that did pop up somewhere saying that they actually weren't on Earth for the last however long. Oh, um, wow. There's a possibility that they were actually elsewhere, fake doing something else eternal wise that kept them from being on earth for like the last however long yeah because you can't you can't kill them all you can do is like in the original comics one of them had their atoms rearranged put in a box and thrown into the bottom of the ocean and they just (laughs) stayed there i want to see that movie real quick before we move on i just want to say i have no problem with that end stinger at the end of this trailer honestly no problem at all What's the point of building a cinematic universe that has been so successful if you're not going to use that success to elevate the lesser known properties? That's the whole point of it. So me, I if I'm Kevin Feige, because you know Marvel is one studio that doesn't just send their trailers off to be made oh. by a random trailer making company. They Kevin Feige controls every frame that's shown in those trailers. If I'm Kevin Feige, I add that stinger to the end of the trailer as well. That's all I have yeah, to say. But then you're treating your audience like they're dumb. Not at all. No. You, Not the at Marvel all. Marvel logo should be enough. Mm-mm. That doesn't tr- treat audiences like they're dumb. I will say one thing. I I need one of those variant Marvel logos for everything. I love those things. So, Gio, are seven-year-old kids dumb? Because a seven-year-old watching this trailer, yes. they're no, like, oh, but here's like, the thing. This looks cool. And then they hear, wait, mom, this is has cap this is connected to Captain America and Iron Man. Like, I want to go see it. Genius. <laughs> Seven-year-olds are not going to go to the box office, and they're not even old enough to watch these movies. You'd they're, be surprised. Yeah, they are. They go to the movie. They go with their parents 
like take them to the movies. And a parent, well, well, then you're saying parents are dumb because it's like I mean, you see the Marvel yeah. logo, the Marvel brand, you should know right away what you're getting. We're 10, 20 movies in now. But but the, the difference is there's also Marvel properties that are included with Sony. Like that's true. The Marvel that's logo a great also popped point. up with Venom and and other properties such as that. So you can't that that's very hard to say. That and I'm not trying to make like an argument of it. I'm just saying like the Marvel logo does pop up with something like Venom or or Morbius in the future, Craven the Hunter, the old Spider-Man movies, the X-Men movies, and those aren't MCU. Uh, so it is hard to say that the Marvel logo is enough. They're about to... Never mind. Okay, we, we do have to move on, guys. We do have to move on. So yeah, before no we move on, um, I'm going to bring in our fifth member here. Uh, he is here Barnes, and it's perfect timing because it's a trailer that he wants to talk about, and that is Last Night in Soho. What's up, bud? What's up, man? What's up, guys? Thank you. Hello. Sorry, I'm late again. Not, dude. Stupid you, work. Keith, you have you have kids and never have to apologize, man. You never have to apologize. So, but change your shirt, you? man. We're, our shirts are too similar, Keith. Oh no, yeah, no. I got, my, I got the black one. You got the. Oh yeah, you're right. Oh, you're right. I'll separate. <laughs> you. Um, all right. So next trailer we have here is Last Night in Soho. We officially got our first look at the new Edgar Wright film, um, which is a mind bender of a film from what we're getting so far something that he has not touched on uh, a little horror vibe a little thriller vibe um little time travel vibe possibly we'll get into it i'm sure we can't take too long on this because we do have to get to two reviews uh but i wanted to get some thoughts on here and i'm gonna let keith start because he hasn't been here yet plus i know it's a trailer he's really really wanting to be talked talked about uh so keith take it away man what do you think of last night in soho uh, definitely it's different than, I didn't know what this film was about at all. I still kind of don't, but, uh, you know, you got the actress from, uh, Jojo Rabbit in there, obviously Anya Taylor-Joy, uh, who's apparently singing that song. Tom Thomason, I think her name is Thomason McKenzie, I think. Oh, oh the actress from, uh, okay, okay. I literally uh, just put two and two together by Keith saying that, that's who that is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is Thomason McKenzie, yes. Okay, cool. All right. Oh, uh, yeah, she's great. She's great in uh, – I hadn't seen her in anything. Jojo Rabbit's my first time seeing her, so it's going to be cool to see her, seeing her in, in an Edgar Wright film now. So uh, That's where I recognize her, her from. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, Taika Waititi and now Edgar Wright. That's really cool. And, uh, yeah, I don't, know what, I don't know what's going on. This is definitely different than anything Edgar Wright's done. Um, it's going – for him going supernatural, like seemingly supernatural, uh, it's – you know, it's not like crazy alien stuff. Like, you know, obviously it was played for comedy, uh, like in World's End or zombie stuff, like in uh, uh, Shaun of the Dead or whatever. But this is, this looks very, very creepy. Very, very strange goings on here. Uh, seems like Anya Taylor-Joy is taking over her body or she's channeling her somehow. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's pretty crazy. It's kind of a quantum leap sort of situation. I don't know if anybody knows what quantum leap is, but... Um, yeah, yeah, it's very spooky, very creepy. It's Edgar Wright, so I'm automatically in. Um, I like the setting too. The setting back in the period of the late '50s, early '60s. Uh, I mean, I'm in, man. Edgar Wright. We were waiting for this one last year. It was one of my highest anticipated ones. Can't remember where I had it ranked, but uh, I'm all about it. I don't know what's going on, but I can't wait to find out. Yeah, I I had it up high too in my my anticipation for last year, uh, and that's strictly just because it's Edgar Wright. Anything Edgar Wright touches, I'm in. Yeah. I don't care what it is. Yeah. 
I don't care what he's doing, who's involved. Uh, if Edgar Wright is a part of the project and especially directing, I'm 100% in. Um, and the trailer blew me away because I was not expecting him to kind of give us like a time twister horror thriller vibe um, compared to what he's given us in the past, right? Great comedies, great action, uh, very different from what he's done previously. Um, and that's what I'm, that's what's so exciting about it to me is it's unique. It's different. Um, you know, it's a director kind of going out of what his comfort comfortability has been lately. Uh, you know, his, his last film baby driver. I mean, my God, I, I, I gave that movie a 10 out of 10 when I first saw it. I gave it a 10 out of 10 when I first saw it. Um, the, the movie is pure perfection in my opinion. Uh, and I cannot wait to see what he does with this type of movie. That's based on story, not just like characters and, you know, fun moments. This is a story-driven film, uh, and I'm super excited to see what he has in store for us. The, I, I love Thomas and McKenzie and Anya Taylor-Joy. I think it's a great pairing, uh, and I love the fact that I don't really know anything about it. I'm pumped. Yeah, I'll yeah. basically copy and paste everything you guys said, to be honest. Like, I mean, I, I didn't know anything about this movie. I think all three of us had it in our top 10 most anticipated, like when we first did our rankings, even though we literally had no idea what the movie was. We just saw Edgar Wright and the title, and that was it. And I, this is interesting because to me, it's like, you know, directors can keep making the same type of films or they can challenge themselves and try to do yeah. something different. And if you look at Edgar Wright's filmography, it's, he has some films that are similar, but then if you look at it overall, it's very diverse, his his filmography. So this is something great. Like I was watching this, right? And I, I was like, oh, cool. It's like a like something's going on. She's channeling, channeling, channeling her from the past or something. But then it like turns into the psychological horror. And I'm like, whoa, that is very interesting. Two really good young actresses. Obviously, I love Anya Taylor-Joy. So anything she's in. I'm gonna watch. So yeah, I'm I'm super stoked about this. Like, when does it come out? Oh, October. later later this uh, year. October. Yeah, yeah. I think in October. Yeah, I can't wait. Geo. Echo a lot of what you guys said. Look, Edgar Wright is experimenting, and I say that based on I haven't seen him do anything close to this. Um, Anya Taylor Joy. She is a leading lady now in Hollywood. She looks absolutely great in this trailer. Love the music, love the style of it, the colors, all of it. Especially uh, the way the trailer ends, where it just it, it, like the screen cracks. That then, shot is remarkable. That was cool. That was really cool. Editing, well done. Like Jake said, I don't know anything about this movie. Okay, it is, looks like they have some supernatural elements. I mean, I'm pretty sure it looked like a demon was trying to break through the glass or something. And correct me if I'm wrong, because I just saw this trailer like 15, 20 minutes ago. That was Matt Smith, right? Yes. He is in the movie. He, he always looks like a creep. And, he's like, <laughs> and he is perfect for this movie. Um, yeah, Edgar Wright. I, I I love it. I love that he's experimenting, trying new things. You know, testing the boundaries, going outside of his. I don't want to say it's, it's his comfort zone, but like, just doing new things. Like that's that's what I appreciate about you know filmmakers. You know, they just they try, and if they succeed, you get Baby Driver, and if you don't, then 
I mean, he doesn't really have a bad film, in my opinion, but, you know, so swing for the fences, man. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to this one. Yeah. I knew nothing of this movie, and I'm so excited for it. I, am I the only one that got – I got Black Swan vibes. I've never it. seen Black Swan. So never I seen it. Really? I've never seen it. Never seen I, it. I see what you're saying, Brian, but obviously it's very different. Oh, yeah, obviously, but like – I get what you're saying, though. Yeah, for okay, sure. Well. If I've seen a movie that Jake hasn't seen, I have to write it down to add to the list <laughs> because that helps my... Well, so to be fair, that movie came out the year I graduated high school. I thought it was super cool. Plus, I told that movie totally fucked with your head, so I didn't watch it. Yeah, well, it's getting added to the list. But, um, yeah. Guys, don't vote Black Swan. I've watched this trailer at least like 20 to 30 times. You said 30 Just, times before we started, Brian. Say 30. Okay, 30. Um, it's just so eerie. Her singing. You yeah. have no idea what's going on. I haven't seen that movie because Jake said I wouldn't like it. So. I mean, I'm not going to like it. I've never seen oh, that. Oh, you won't like Oh, I won't you will not it. like Suspiria. <laughs> I won't watch it. No. Yeah. Oh, thank uh, you. You don't like gory. You I've never like even it. heard of Suspiria. Oh, that movie's gory? It's yeah, it's pretty. You won't like, like it. Terrifyingly gory. Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm all in on this. This looks so good. I honestly don't even want to see another trailer, TV ad, nothing. I was just Leave thinking that exactly as it mm-hmm. is right here, yeah. and just get me to October. It look it, it's yeah. When I first heard about it, I remember. I, I don't know. I just I felt silly just now watching the clips you're showing, uh, Jake. <laughs> I forget that Edward Wright is an English director, and most of these actors are English. I was thinking Soho in New York. I was thinking there's going to be something set in New York. No there, man, Soho. I know. I was like, oh, there's a Soho in in London somewhere. I was like, oh, it's. I was <laughs> it's even called a, a British film. If you look it up on IMDb, it's like uh, a British oh, thriller it, from it, Edgar yeah. Wright. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I didn't even. <laughs> I was Keith, if it makes you feel any better, I asked Jake. And Jacob last week, if this was the Sopranos movie, uh, <laughs> he thought it was uh, the Many Saints of Newark. <laughs> Saints of Newark, <laughs> yes. So, yeah, I'm way off. Oh, but I'm city, city in the title. Yeah. yeah, that's okay. Yeah, I thought you know maybe that might have been like his daughter, and people are coming after him or something. I don't know. <laughs> like, those are going to be completely different movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but sweet excited uh yeah so th- that should wrap it up for our um discussion on these trailers um we are going to jump into some spoiler discussions in-, in a bit here but before we get to that geo do you want to tell them about the casting table mm. yeah the casting table is a fun show that we do where basically we choose a character from any ip movie tv show etc and we decide who is the best fit or who is a fit, someone that we would like to see in that role. Um, a popular one is John Krasinski as uh, Mr. Fantastic from the Fantastic Four. But some other people might have other choices for that. And you just, you never know. Your pick could be one that happens to get casted maybe not as obvious as krasinski for mr fantastic but casting table as you can see on your screen jake is uh showing you the playlist 
ton of shows, ton of episodes. Check them out. Touch on everything. DC, Marvel, Star Wars. Power Rangers. Did it Power Rangers? Power Rangers. Harry Potter. When are we doing more? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So check out Casting Table. Awesome. Corella. Yes, let's jump into so we're gonna do a Cruella spoiler discussion and a quiet plate quiet play spoiler discussion somewhere around 15 to 20 minutes each. So I haven't seen Cruella yet. I think I'm oh Keith hasn't either, but Keith doesn't mind. Gio, are you I, are you are you bouncing out real quick before a quiet place? No, no Gio okay. has seen it. Yeah, well, oh, you saw you saw, you saw Cruella? You saw Me? Cruella? Who said Gio? Yeah. I saw both, yeah. Oh, so it's just Jacob. Yeah, I'm going to step out for the Cruella review just because I really want to watch it and I just haven't had time yet. But then I'm going to come back in for the uh, Quiet Place 2 review. So have fun, fellas. I'll be back soon. Cool. Sounds good. I mean, there's no spoilers. Well, there's a a couple changes that we can talk about. Uh, He just had to poop. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) we we won't take too long on this one because I want to make sure that A Quiet Place is given as much time as possible. But... um, Let's quickly go around real quick about thoughts. Uh, Brian and Gio, I want to get you guys' quick thoughts before we kind of get into like big, heavy talks about it. Uh, Gio, I'll let you start about Cruella. All right. Well, what can I say about Cruella? Spoiler, right? Yeah, yeah spoilers. Cruella is the best live-action Disney adaptation that they've done so far. I say this as somebody who has seen Cinderella, who has seen The Jungle Book, who has seen Aladdin. Cruella is way better than I thought. And I didn't really watch any of the trailers. This movie has style. It has attitude. It has flavor. It relies heavily on its lead, Emma Stone. She, you, If you thought that her winning an Oscar for La La Land was peak. I think she breaks it in this movie. She really, really delivers as really two characters, Estella and Cruella. It's a beautiful transformation, beautiful cinematography, excellent supporting cast. Yeah, come Oscar Oscar season next year, we're going to be talking about Cruella. So... Yeah, so I got to see it with my mom, who is a ginormous Disney villains fan. Um, so I take her to see any of these villain origin stories, and I was pleasantly surprised at how much I liked it, and my mom liking it too, because she is ruthless with critiques of these Disney villains. Um, she Maleficent's one of her favorites, and she hated it. Uh, I honestly think that they learned from kind of Maleficent in a way, in the sense of like, they tr- they tried really hard in that one to stick to the kind of main story of Sleeping Beauty. This one just kind of like did its own thing and it worked really well while still keeping like the subtleties of 101 Dalmatians. Um, yeah, I, I was very, very impressed with it. Um, and, I mean, yeah, Emma Stone freaking kills it throughout the whole entire movie. Even the supporting cast. The supporting cast is just as good. And, dude, 
Emma Thompson was freaking phenomenal. She was oh, a yeah. phenomenal. Everyone, everyone was perfect for the roles, and that especially goes for Emma Stone. She, to me, I don't see anybody else in Hollywood being able to pull off this role like she did. She is the yeah. perfect choice to play a Cruella at this age, this type of Cruella. Um, I've said it for a long time. Uh, I like when films, and we, we talk about it a lot with, with movies adapting animated to live action, specifically when it comes to Disney. I like it the most when, if they reboot or redo a film, that it's different. It's different from what we've gotten before because we always have that movie already. We already have that one. You know, we, we talked about it, and this is part of the reason why I personally enjoyed uh, Mulan so much. And this is exactly why a lot of people didn't like the Lion King remake because the Lion King remake was exactly the same as the animated movie. Mulan was very different from the animated movie. Um, so when it came when it comes to Cruella, this goes to, to both the animated films and the old Hunter One and Dalmatian movies from the late '90s or the 2000s. This is so vastly different from any property that includes Cruella Deville in it. Uh, they flip a lot of ideas on their head with the character, and I personally like them more than previously. I think the choices they made were very smart. Um, it's it's almost an entirely new character compared to what we got in the past. Really? Uh, not in a good way. Yeah, not just in backstory wise, but like the way like who she is, the the way that she is at the end of the film. And again, this is all spoilers, but um she's she's not a dog killer, right? She doesn't she's not hunting dogs. Um we know where she comes from as far as family and how she became who she was. We now Star Wars, take notes. This is how you give someone their name. This is how you give someone their name. They get their name in a good way in this movie uh, with Cruella DeVille. Um, it just, it, all of the moves that they made for this specific character, the punk rock style, the the setting in the 60s and 70s, um, it was all very, very smart. Uh, I love, I, I lo like you guys have mentioned, the supporting cast. Paul Walter Hauser is amazing yes. oh, God. um he is so good and wink how could you not love wink wink is the best um i the other guy i actually really i gotta i gotta find his name i'll, I'll find his uh, name jasper joel fry yeah there you, yeah. Go. There you, go. There you go he was really i don't well know. he was the serious role he was like the heart of the film he was like the heart yeah. of the film. is he from anything because yeah he's from he i did uh game of thrones he was in game of thrones i don't know who he was uh, a small movie called yesterday uh let's see well Requiem? regardless he was great he i like he made you like feel like he was <clears throat> he was kind of like our conscious conscience conscience, conscience. I can't. That one's a rough one. Conscience, like when we see, like when Cruella is doing these things, we're like, "Oh no, don't do that!" And he was like that same kind of like, "Don't do that." Um, well, well, here's a good way of putting it, Brian. He's the reason why she didn't go full '90s Cruella Deville. Yeah, he he is the reason why, at the end of the film, which is the Cruella Deville that she's going to be, that mm -hmm. she is not. The dog killer, pure villain who is the worst of the worst in that world. 
She's a different yeah. type of villain. She's still a villain, but she's a different type of villain because of him. She's kind of more like she's a villain, but like very close to like an anti-hero. But she's not because that's what they did with Maleficent, that's, and that's it, what screwed them. No, I know, and that's what I mean. That's why I said she's still a villain, but like kind of like that close anti-hero where you're like, they're not doing great things, mm -hmm. but you can kind of sympathize yeah. with why they're doing it. Um, but she's still doing like bad things. Well, so, they're they're thieves. They're they're still yeah. they're still on the wrong side of the tracks. But it's not killing dogs and making complete yeah. mayhem and like being like. Like like criminals, they're not like criminals. Yeah. They're just thieves. Yeah. Well, I mean, same thing. But. I mean, that, <laughs> it's the same thing, but you know what I mean. Not to the level. Not to the no, level. I Emma, know, I know. Emma Thompson's like way worse, though, right? And she like well, Emma yeah. Thompson's a murderer. Spoiler: yeah, she's yeah. a like serial killer. Yes. Yeah. That's what I heard. That's what I heard. She's like a serial killer, pretty much. So yeah, and let, let's talk about her real quick because the backstory they gave her was super interesting. And I don't know, like, so good. I don't remember the Corella Deville. That like, is a, a that lot. is a completely made up character. It's a no. Well, I was gonna say like the backstory of where she came from, as far as she's a she's the heir of a baron, uh, and and Emma Thompson plays the Baroness who killed who attempted to kill her, and then the husband fell off the planet, and she got all this this money, and she became this superstar. Um, I thought it was brilliant uh, because the movie was always going for her, uh, this punk rock style of character, having her own like version of herself. Right. And to tie it into the fashion world was super cool. Smart. And I love the middle of the movie, that montage where she first became Cruella DeVille. And it's all of her, like essentially just like party crashing all of Emma Thompson stuff. Yeah. That was awesome. That was awesome. Mm -hmm. yeah. It, this movie is so like, visually a feast for your eyes as well as just everything the music for it was perfect the cruella song in the credits yeah the end credits and just it was just so well done like everything had a purpose and i know the main thing people complained about was that it was too long but it didn't it there was reason it wasn't there that, that they weren't that at all. I didn't either. And neither did my mom and she gets bored pretty quickly in movies. Um, there there's a reason for everything they did in the movie. Like they didn't just do something because like she didn't make a dress just because for, for no reason, or she didn't steal or rob because they didn't like, just because they felt like it, like they needed money or they needed food or they needed to do like, there was a reason. And it just, the whole movie flowed really, really, really well. And to be honest, I'm not afraid to say it. when I, when Emma Tom or uh, Emma Stone was first cast, I was like, no, like she's not Cruella. She like always she, perfect. She's, I thought she was not going to be like, at, like Cruella's just always because so, you, you, like, you were obviously you were thinking of the old school Cruella de Vil, Glenn Close animated version. No, you not thinking I, of this version. No, I was actually thinking more along the lines of the animated movies because that's what I watched a lot of. Um, and I just couldn't see it, but like she freaking nailed it. Like she was spot on with how like the mannerisms and like things that Cruella does 
like obviously i know it's funny because i read something that emma stone was bummed that she didn't get to use the fake uh long cigarette thing and corella in the animated always has like this cigarette cloud of smoke around her um but you didn't need it emma thompson or uh emma stone made it so good that you didn't need those types of things and I, i i was very 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 happy with how this movie turned out and i for me i got to see it in a theater i'm very glad they didn't just disney plus this movie because it was fantastic in the theaters yeah no the, the soundtrack helps that geo yeah. um what what was like a favorite moment of yours or something that you like really enjoyed outside of emma stone um something i'll mention is you talked about the montages. I really like how they edited like newspaper clips as you know, you're being shown the transparency. Yeah. Yes. The transparency, especially her name on the buildings too. That was awesome stuff. And then the, uh, (laughs) if we're going to talk about fashion and dresses, the kind of uh, thing that she pulls on the Baroness where like she presents this beautiful looking dress stores it into a vault with other dresses and so it turns out that the what made the dress beautiful those little beads yep are actually eggs yep. of like flies or hornets yep. or something and it just totally ruined the whole i think they were moths because I, moths i was gonna moths. say a beetle but yeah i think they're yeah, moths because moths eat fabric and yeah. that's well okay yeah um, they're bugs they were bugs some type of bugs, bugs. they're bugs but yeah. man i was like how cruel man that's well awesome. it, it plays it plays to what the character is right she's she's a master thief that yeah. that's she's she's incredibly smart she is uh you know the best at what she does and uh not just when it comes to like making dresses and fashion and stuff but to what you're saying geo in like in plot or not implying but including thieves and fashion side together to get what she wants planning this all whole thing months and weeks in advance uh to ultimately get the the big prize at the end which is really cool you gotta say i i didn't see the twist coming where the baroness is her real mother neither did i neither did i neither did i yeah that was a brilliant i thought that was brilliant because then it transforms that relationship from you know just uh the, the biggest fashion designer and an aspiring one to now a mother and a daughter. And um, it just makes it even worse because it's like, wow, that was her mother. That's how she treated her daughter. She was really like beyond evil. Evil is an understatement. And um, also credit to Mark Strong as well. He was, yeah, uh, I was bummed we didn't see a lot of him either. Yeah, yeah, true. I mean, um, he played an important role. Don't get me wrong, but he wasn't in as in it as much as I was hoping he was. He was used well for what he was there for. Well, I, I guess what I'm saying is like that that person had to be Mark Strong. You know, like yeah, I see what you're saying. That type of a name because he was in the, he was in the beginning and then he was in the end. Like he wasn't in the middle. Yeah. You know. Well, he was also the one that would I don't know maybe if the Baroness respected any of her employees it was him yeah she was like his he was perfect for that role because he yeah. kind of would s- stand up to her i mean yeah yeah in a sense 
So. Yeah. I, I will say to, to what we're talking about with her being the Baroness's daughter, um, I loved it because just for a hot second, it gave us the Cruella Deville of old. We got to see yeah. glimpses of her before she came back and like realized what she had been doing. Um, and it was it's a cool turn. Like it was a cool idea for the quick second, like when she went to the fountain after she found out that she was the daughter of the Baroness, and she was like, No, Estelle's dead. Like, I'm Cruella Deville now. And she's like, I'm going balls to the wall. I'm evil. I'm I'm all about it. And then Jasper uh bring brings her back into the fold. And she, yes, she's still Cruella Deville, but she's not the Cruella Deville, she's a different Cruella Deville. She's um, not a psycho murderer. Yeah, she's not she's not hunting dogs. She's a dog lover, which I love, which I love. I it, my mom and I said the same thing. If they would have killed any type of dog throughout I, that movie, I would have shut, shut the movie off. Yeah, yeah it, it would have taken me out of the movie because I would have bet every penny in the world that one of their little scraggly dogs was going to die. I would have bet anything that one of them would have... Can't kill Wink? No, I didn't think it was going to be Wink. I thought it was going to be the other one. Oh, buddy? Yeah, I would have bet anything that they would kill one of them. And I'm so glad they didn't because you didn't need that like, oh, no, that's sad. Yes, Chuck. Yes, yeah, Chuck, Chuck it, it's honestly worth it. Um, Chuck, I'll give you my Disney Plus account if you want to watch it for free. Yeah, it, it's honestly worth surprisingly. Like, it, it is definitely, like Geo said, one of the best, if not the best, of all of Disney's live actions that it they've restored done. my faith in the premiere access now. So. Uh, real quick, before we move on, uh, before we bring Jacob back in, I want to just quickly do Dalmatians are vicious. Dalmatians they're not are, nice. they're not nice dogs in, they are in real life. They're vicious. Like, they're I, will say, I, I love the addition, just the quick addition. And this is, this is how you set something up of one of them being pregnant at the end. I love that. Nobody caught that. No, I One didn't. Of was pregnant. Yeah. Did you not yeah. stay for the after credits? No, no I didn't stay for the after credits. There's oh. after credits. Oh, well, I'll go back and watch the, it. Do you want me to tell you what it is? No, I'm, I imagine they're being born, but I'll go back and watch it. Don't okay. say anything. There, there. I'll put it this way. There is no need, and this is what kind of upsets me with Disney. They're going to milk the cow. There is no need for a sequel in this movie. And you will see when you see the after credits scene. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. There, I personally don't think, I don't know about you guys. I don't, this movie is perfect standalone as it is. Don't touch it. Like I don't need them to milk the cow and have another Cruella type movie and i know they already green like chuck said they already green lit, they're ready to go go ahead keith i was gonna say i mean there's no need for this i mean a corral the villain movie or a or a uh -oh. maleficent or, you know backdoors and all their villains but i know what you mean I, they make everything you've all said is exactly what i've heard i guess i've heard nothing but good things so now i'm actually i just want to hear what you guys what you guys are going to say 
Keith, I think your daughters, so your daughters, daughters would love it. Your daughters would love it. Your daughters would like it a lot. So, and does. she'll she'll murder me if I don't mention this. Uh, Mackenzie came to me and said, "You need to make sure you say on your show tonight that this is one of her favorite movies right now. Uh, she's watched it twice in like three days. She hijacked my Disney Plus just to oh, watch okay. it. So, there you go, Mackenzie. There you go. <laughs> yeah." Hey, good it, it, taste in movies runs through the family. Awesome. Yeah. Um, all right, are we done on Cruella, guys? I can bring Jacob back in. Uh, I'll just—I I do have a little bit of a nitpick. There's a couple times where, and I saw this on a 4K TV, a couple times where the CGI was—they could have worked on it a little bit more. Specifically, the Dalmatians mm-hmm. when they're running fast. Um, but other than that, like that—that's a nitpick. If I had to find a negative i am so high on this movie i might watch it a couple more times yeah i want to go watch it again to be honest yeah i actually watched it in two parts so i'll agree with you there on g uh on that geo and it was did you see in theaters or at home Uh, i saw it at home uh it was very uh, noticeable in theaters my mom immediately yeah my mom immediately was like those aren't real dogs and i was like yeah yeah well i mean well you're you're gonna see you're going to see, see CPI dogs, dogs from now on uh, because of what one of those movies did a few years ago to a shepherd in water. So No, I know. You, won't, you won't see live dogs in movies for a while. But I'm saying like the other two dogs, perfect. The Dalmatians were a little... Uh, That's fine. Yeah. It, it didn't bother me. It didn't bother me. So. Yeah. So, but it didn't take me out of the movie. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. All right. I'm going to go ahead and text Jacob to come back in. Um, he's not looking at and you and I are leaving. Yes, uh, Jacob, come back in. Um, cool, we're done, Jacob. We're done. We're done. Uh, and you're muted. And you're Jacob. muted. There I you love, of course. I, I, love I was that just even cu- when he's muted. You could tell he's going. Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah, I was cussing you guys out. No, I was gonna say. Do you guys consider this like a live action adaptation, like, or is it yeah. kind of like a? I don't know. It's kind of like a spinoff. I don't know. How to it's, no, it's, it's a hundred percent a live action adaptation. It's just not a, it's not a straight adaptation. Okay. It's so, a live action. Adapt, it's a live action adaptation prequel. So if we were to like one day do a mm. Disney live action r- uh, ranking, would this be included? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. Absolutely. Right now, mm. would you, I, I'm guessing you guys all liked it. How I'm high would it be for you guys? Because no, Aladdin's you, my number don't, one. Don't say anything for him. Let him I, go I into it. Even if I wanted to, I couldn't say where that is right now. Honestly, I yeah, I, I, I only watched it. I, I finished it today. I finished okay. it today. So well, I don't. That makes sense. Yeah. Wait, I don't what? want anyone to say anything because then he's going to compare it to that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're right. You're right. Never mind. Let's, I'll just let's watch just it. move. Let's move on to a quiet yeah, place. Um, Jake, just what? stay for the quiet place. Two no. spoiler review, man. It's not no. a big deal, right? No. I'm like turning off deal, my right? computer. You really no. know what happens? Yeah, I'm out. I'm out. Brian and I are out for a quiet place. Uh, we have not seen it. Yet. We don't want anything spoiled. So these boys can go full spoiler. I know Keith's been waiting on this one, and they will finish out the show. So gentlemen, have a solid night, and uh, tomorrow. Wait, are we leaving completely? I'm leaving completely. Because the show's gonna end yeah, up I mean, the this. It's the last topic. Yeah. Okay. Adios. Um, but I want to talk to you guys after you see it, though. So we'll talk. No, we will. We <laughs> will. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right, guys. Have a good night. There you go. All right. Let's so talk quiet. Spider-Man No Way Home. Um, no, thank you. Um, <laughs> a quiet place too. Yes. Gio and I literally just watched it yesterday. I hope yeah. everyone in the chat 
uh, and everybody who sticks around has watched it. Um, but I, yeah. I totally understand, obviously, not staying if you if you haven't seen it. Because I get what you were saying, Gio. I guess you, like, who cares if you spoil Cruella for me? I mean, I care. But you don't want A Quiet Place 2 spoiled for you. Like, that's a good thing. Thank you, Chuck. Chuck, We'll, we'll see you next time, man. Appreciate Go see the movie. Support, man. Uh, so I want to throw it to Keith first. Obviously, he's seen it like before us, has the Twice. most time to process it. Twice. Wow. In wow. theaters? Yep. I'm guessing yep. you went either like with someone or by yourself, and then you took your kids the second exactly time. Exactly right. That's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I knew it. I knew it. Um, so Keith. You know, Gio and I, I mean, Gio and I haven't talked since yesterday, but coming out of theater, we we were a little torn. Like, we enjoyed it, but we were torn, and we'll get to that in a second. But what? how was your first viewing experience, and then did it change the second time? Uh, I loved it each time. Um, I, I, I think this is as good, if not better, than the first. We'll say that. Um, really? I, I went in, okay. I went into the I went to the second one, the second viewing, um, kind of just looking for stuff that I may have missed or not caught, which I did catch a few things that we'll talk about. But uh, mm. it really just kind of focused on the performances because all the performances in this movie are incredible, especially the the young actress. Uh, dang, I missed her name, uh, but she's deaf in real life. To play the daughter, she's the star, the standout in this movie. Um, oh, of course, yeah. Followed followed very closely by Killian Murphy. Who is outstanding in this movie? He's he's great always in everything, but he's so good in this movie. Uh, I can't even put it in a word. So, um, yeah. But I came away really blown away, and uh, <laughs> I already had it set up just exactly what you said. I went with you know with a friend of mine to see it on opening night, and then took the kids to see it uh, Memorial Day Monday, um, and I, I couldn't wait, couldn't wait to get back to it when I walked out the first. So time. I, I mean, these movies are rated PG thirteen, right? The, yeah. These movies are they PG thirteen? They think must so, yeah. be because like they make a point to like not let you see up close when one of the monsters oh, kills somebody. Movie. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah. do you take all your kids to this, or do you leave the youngest one out? No, I took them all. I took them oh, all. Oh, okay. They, so she's yeah. she's old enough yeah, to yeah, see yeah. it in your eyes. Yeah. Oh, she's. I mean, she's gonna be nine in a couple months. So you know. But she really enjoyed the first one. I bought the first one on Blu-ray, and that's when they first saw it, and they all really liked it. So she yeah. wrote, she wanted to see it. So she wanted to watch it. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome, man. Uh, wow. Okay, so for me personally, I'm still processing the movie. Like, I just I need like a couple days. Just saw it yesterday, but okay. first impression is I liked it. I enjoyed it very. So when I go into this these movies or this movie, I should say, because there's only been two. I am looking, like, I just want to be on the edge of my seat the whole entire film, and that's the number one thing I'm looking for. And yeah. it 100% delivers on that. And might maybe improves upon it. I mean, if not, they're equal, which is both fantastic. But and Gio and I talked about this. The way they show two or three scenes going on at the same time and yes. cutting back and forth, is brilliant. I don't know who edited the film, but I'm sure Krasinski is it was in the editing room with oh, him, or him sure or her. Room, yeah. You know, uh, so I just like obviously movies have done that before, but the way they utilize it here is just brilliant. 
and there's a whole bunch of stuff to get into. Uh, but overall, I really had a fun time with it, and I think also it just like kind. Of, I know we we had pro- we've done private screenings before, but this was the first time going like with strangers in the theater really since I mean for over a year now, basically. I mean since I saw Tenet. And it was just so exciting. So that ex- this was a great movie to have a movie-going experience with. And, and it was very fun. Just like the first one, nobody's talking. There's very little dialogue in the movie. It's just a really fun film for that. So I liked it. We'll get into details, obviously. But Gio, do you want to give your first impressions as well? Yeah, so if you guys remember, I was very late to the first movie. In fact, I yeah. finally saw it about a year and a half after it came out. And I remember telling myself, man, I should have saw it in theaters. And now that I have, albeit the sequel, I can say that as far as horror movies go, I don't know if there's another movie that's perfectly suited for the theatrical experience. Mm-hmm. It's literally like on the edge of your seat, quiet. Like, Jacob, I was chewing popcorn. And I've, I, I was thinking to myself, like, shh, shh quiet. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> You're just like, it's so intense. And uh, yeah. John Krasinski, like, once again, does an amazing job at staging the an environment in this world where, again, you're 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 on the edge of your seat. I was lightweight, sweating mm. a little bit. Um, and um, just the way that you know the cameras placed, like you, you see nods to the first movie. Um, oh, the staircase. The, yeah, and this sequel yeah. further expands the world. Yes, it picks up exactly right where the first movie left off, but right. there's an incredible opening sequence that expands the world gives you a hint about how these uh monsters came into you know exist uh, as far as like how they got to earth and you know where did they come from i don't think the first movie i can't remember if it touched on that um and then it goes boom it shows day one and then it cuts all the way to day 474. that's a brilliant move because it opens doors for a prequel to tell other stories, which I think we talked about that, Jacob. Um, yeah, or like a something going on at the same time, but different group of people. Yeah, right. Um, they, yeah. they could literally milk what <laughs> milk this yeah. so much. No, no, they no, they, they could. I could easily see like a HBO Max series. In a good way, though, I, I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm with yeah. you. The entire cast is excellent. The lady, um, the the lady there's like three ladies and um emily blunt's daughter her name is millicent uh, uh, Millie, millicent simmons she Simmons. was incredible yeah. emily blunt kind of takes a back seat in this one mm-hmm. um which isn't a bad thing it's just it's a noticeable thing when you have emily blunt in a movie um well she's how, heavily in the forefront in the first one so it's yeah, okay but, yeah yeah um cillian murphy is incredible i mean it 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 felt like he was just like like he really understood it i just i don't know i've never seen him given a a performance where he's so intense so serious so 
defeated his character, and we'll get to why. It's and all in the eyes now. This it's all in the eyes, up. man. Yeah. yeah, all in the eyes. This is kind of fucked up. <laughs> Jaimon Hansu's in the movie. <laughs> his, <laughs> his character's name. Uh, right. I'm, lo- I'm looking at the cast list. Man on Island. Man on Island. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, <laughs> wow. So disrespectful. An Oscar-nominated man- actor. Man on Island for name. three minutes. His character name is Okay, man to on be Island. fair, there's no other main characters other than the family and Cillian Murphy. Like, there's... Yeah. There's like a handful of main characters in these movies. Right. right. So, I mean, yeah. Overall thoughts, <laughs> loved it. I don't know. I mean, it's Sophie's choice as to which one's better, Quiet Place Part 1 and Quiet Place Part 2. They're both great sure. for ever slightly different reasons. But, yeah. man, Krasinski, great job, dude. Yeah, great absolutely. job. Man. Masterfully yeah. directed. So. Absolutely. And well, say- Keith and I are big fans of of Krasinski, obviously from yeah. the office. And I'm just, yeah. I was telling yeah. Gio, yeah. like I was telling Gio, like I, I'm so happy for him that he went from the office and I was looking for the, the right word. And then Gio said to badassery. And I was like, yes, that's the <laughs> yeah, right word. Or he's just a badass dude. He's killing it in life. And everything. <laughs> I love it. 13 hours. Uh, Jack Ryan. Oh, ben he's directing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. His I mean, marriage. He's, he's awesome. <laughs> yeah. His YouTube short-lived oh, pandemic show, some good YouTube. News. That was really good. That was yeah, great like, too. <laughs> yeah, really yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is really, if if you look at it, honestly, this is both. This is one of those movies where it's meant to go. They're, they're meant to go together. You know, like when these come out on Blu-ray, you can get the double. You know, they're gonna make a double Blu-ray probably. You can just get them both, watch them back to back. I think it's probably best if you do that. I tried to watch the first one. Um, before uh, going to see it, but I just didn't get a chance to. But I think if you watch the first one and go straight into this, it would flow even. I think it would be even an even better experience. It'd be a long day, obviously. But these movies are both very short. I mean, they're both right at 90 minutes, I think. So you could yeah. knock them both out. Let me uh, check that. The, the I know this one, one was 137. Yeah, something like that. Okay. It's not they're, right. Yeah. It's, I think it so. It's three hours and 36 minutes. No way. You must be looking at both together. Maybe. Both. Is that the, yeah. is that the Snyder cut of <laughs> the Krasinski cut? cut? No, I think Krasinski. both of these are the Krasinski cuts of the movies, to be fair. Probably. Probably. Wow, I'd love to work for that studio if I'm a filmmaker. <laughs> Anyways. Well, hey, it's masterfully directed. I mean, honestly, I think he got sole writing credit on this one. Um, hey, he's a film buff, too. I don't know if you saw... The um, they had like a message before the movie, and it was him talking. Yeah, and he was like saying that I'm so happy you're coming to the theaters to watch this movie. He's like, there's nothing else like it, and and yeah. So I'll propose something. I I think the first one's better, and I'll tell you guys why. Okay. You can watch the first movie by itself and never watch anything else, and. It's brilliant masterpiece filmmaking, in my opinion. I love. It's a great freaking film. You can't, and I know you can say that literally every sequel you can't watch without watching the first movie, right? But yeah. you can't even watch the first and then just this movie to me and be completely satisfied. To me, in my opinion, you can watch the first one and be completely satisfied. To me, you can't just watch this movie and be completely satisfied. 
in my okay. opinion, the ending was so abrupt. And look, I told Gio yeah. this yesterday. The scene, the scene that was the ending, which we didn't know was going to be the ending, but it was, is an amazing, beautiful scene. Yeah. But to me, it just it ends too abruptly. Now, are they already doing a Quiet Place three? And is Krasinski directing? So, that's what I was gonna say. Sure. I'll tell you right now. Well, the feeling I got watching this, this feels like the middle part of a of a. Oh, exactly. It's 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 the Empire Strikes it's, Back of the quiet of a Quiet Place, it, it right? Is. Because the family. No, it is. And to all. me, look, it's fair to say. Wait till you see the third one. Okay. You know, whatever. What for? For some reason, they never make the third one. You know, we didn't know there was going to be a pandemic, but they're going to make a third yeah. one. Uh, I'm assuming. Yeah. And I know they announced other projects in this world prior to the pandemic, and we'll see what actually ends up happening. I might not even. They might have already announced the third one, but I'm just saying, like, is that a fair argument that like you can just watch the first one and never watch anything else and be like, damn, that was just a great movie. I don't need anything else. I am like fulfilled. You can't do the same with this one, in my opinion. Yeah. Gio, good job. Um, I was literally just about to say that. I just heard that. Did yeah, Jacob, I, 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 I agree with you. Um, because uh, again, in like in the first act, there are several shots that remind you of the first movie. Okay. Like again, <laughs> in the opening scene, spoilers, it shows the toy that killed the first. Uh, son, the, the youngest. What son. a like punch like to the heart, little right? space shuttle. the rocket ship. And then yeah. again, the way the camera is placed, you see Emily Blunt go back to the basement, and as she's walking downstairs, it was the daughter time, that she, time. She no, avoids the daughter. Oh, it was the daughter. I thought. Yeah. Well, when we were watching it, I she thought it was Emily there. Blunt. But remember, she goes to get the little speaker, the little yeah. amplifier. Oh, okay. I, I stand corrected. Yeah. But, but still, yeah. that doesn't change the scene, though. The shot yes. of, the, of the the nail. The nail, and yep. then later on, when get that Emily nail out there, of there! By the way, like <laughs> if, if you if you live in that house, get that nail out of there! Like, but or you know at least that bend is? it and hammer it you down. Know what, though? That's one of those things where you they probably were thinking about it forever and they just put it off. Never oh, that. We'll, we'll get, get it to... later, and then yeah. But sorry, yeah. Gio, I just got I just gotta <laughs> yeah, say, like right. as homeowners, terrible homeowners. Yeah. Oh, yeah. dude, don't even get me started. Why even have a baby in the first place? Seriously, that's just like. But it hey, does nature. It does provide an element of suspense it because now there's a baby, yeah. and it's like, how do you get the baby to? Oh, let me put. What happens when the gas runs out? It's just like all those things, and, and you, their choices that on the surface sound dumb and and they and they still don't sit right with me to an extent but it serves a bigger purpose for the overall story so yeah yeah so i yeah. mean it comes down to like storytelling right you have to set up a conflict how much easier would it be if they didn't have a baby with them i'm not saying obviously the situation sucks but it'll be a lot easier if they didn't have a baby with them and then the son yeah. gets caught in a bear trap and it's like they just keep that was brutal. Nailed oh after my God. one and thing after brutal. another. And and to your his point, Jacob. Uh, his, okay. Oh, when he screams. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. 
Yeah, but but to your point, Jacob, yeah, I mean, without the baby, we don't get that incredible where she's in the bathtub and, and the blood's leaking mm-hmm. out and the fucking monster's crawling up slowly. <sighs> but back to this movie, um, I was talking with Jacob about it. I like the choice that and this goes this goes back to the technical aspects of technical aspects of filmmaking. The way Krasinski puts us in the shoes of the daughter who is deaf by cutting out the audio Mm -hmm. so that way we're only singing and we're subconsciously saying to ourselves or like nobody make a noise however i felt it was a little bit inconsistent because there was a couple jump scares where okay like she wouldn't have heard that but the movie played it anyway. It's like, we'll pick one, you know, are, are, is this sequence going to be entirely, uh, well, they switch off, you know, yeah, in, in her shoes or is it not? It, it's a nitpick. I'll say it's a nitpick well, I think for it's, me. I think it's a thing where it's something she either, she sees it or she's about to see it. And that's when the sound comes back, you know, like sure. that's, that's kind of what I think they did from, from memory. Cause I did kind of note that too. Like, well, and tying into that, like, it. I think when I saw the first movie, yeah, when I saw the first movie, it was prior to me taking uh, sign language classes. And then I took, since then, I took ASL 1 and ASL 2. And I learned, first of all, I learned a lot about the deaf community, and I learned a little bit of sign. And and so watching this, I'm like, oh, my God. How First of all, I think the actress who plays the daughter is is really deaf, if I'm not mistaken. So, and first of all, the deaf community is, like, a very, like, flourishing community it's like there that's it's a thing um and it's so to me it's like if this was in this world the deaf community if you like knowing sign language is such a huge advantage because you you kind of like it's the only way to communicate really like you can whisper and stuff but like just knowing sign language and geo and i talked about this the beginning of the movie first of all it's nice to see krasinski again but they made a point to show, like he says, "How do you how do you do say dive and in, in sign?" And he goes like this, and then it comes back later on in the oh, movie. We knew that was gonna pay, which off. was so cool because it's like it all has a purpose and it all ties in together. And yes, it's that's the kind of stuff that I love in this movie. Yes, in this franchise. I agree. That's that's the brilliance of it is uh, plants and payoffs. You know, this movie mm-hmm. does it very well. A lot of movies, it's hard to do. You know, but a lot of movies think they do it when they don't really um even some movies that we love but this one doesn't brilliantly where they plant stuff early on that comes back later the, the thing with the towel going over that latch in the furnace now i i knew full of the kept showing somebody it. was gonna it. mess that up right i knew it i saw they showed it like three times and i was like okay so someone's gonna forget to put that towel over the thing and they're gonna get locked in there and wait so I mean, they, but even though you knew are it, they timing it's like it because they're like this is how long you can be in here yes. without trying yes and he sets the towel so that he can open it and get some oxygen you know and so it's just like the nail in the first movie like you saw that nail early on in the movie and you just you knew that's going to happen later on and even when she's going down the steps you know it's coming and it's still the, the it's and she so, was holding the baby too so right well. and she's holding the baby yeah and she, and she steps like, you still you know it's coming and it's still like oh man it's just, it still gets you every time so uh, and that speaks yeah. to the performances, uh, to the performances and the story, 
And like I said, the tension, Gio, you hit around the head. This movie's super tense, uh, beginning to end. Um, that opening is one of the best openings I've seen in, in a few years, uh, as far as setting up everything. Not so much, if you remember in the first one, um, all you know, they had the whiteboard, the exposition whiteboard that's kind of showing <laughs> what we kind of know about these creatures. I remember it said like a meteor in New Mexico, but obviously in this one, you see one land right near where they live. Um, and, and we actually get to see the reaction to when all the monsters, I guess, spill out and start attacking uh, all the sounds and how terrifying that day, that day one actually was. Oh um, man, dude. When, when the priest, when that phone rings, it's, no, no, no. Yeah. But, but the priest is like praying. And Krasinski's praying. Yeah. Like, Covers his oh, puts yeah. His, yeah. Hey, where did, did he even say where he works, man? His hands. Because when his daughter's like, your hands are filthy, let me hands do it. Like, what does he do? <laughs> yeah. I'm sure they say it in the first one or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah actually, work, maybe. I think he was some work. I think they did say in the first one because he was he's working a lot with radios and stuff. Like he was trying to he was trying to make a pair of uh, hearing aids for her that worked well. Oh yeah. For her. Yeah. Uh, so I think he did some kind serving of... a a bigger purpose. But All going right. back to Quiet Place Part Two, look story wise. Not, not much happens like as far as the story goes but it's these and this is a credit to again Krasinski it's long scenes that are done well as far as pacing goes and yeah. you know keeping us it relies heavily on the actors you know like in the moment performing and just like pretend there's a monster right there um, right. I thought it was just man brilliance brilliance um, I do want to really quick let's talk. I know we got to wrap it up, but uh, Killian Murphy, like we, we mentioned him in a second, a few minutes ago, but incredible performance in this movie, and he's kind of like the opposite of John Krasinski, where you know mm-hmm. he feels like he feels like a failure. You know, he lost his boys on the on that day one. His wife passed, got sick, and passed away. And he, doesn't, so, he doesn't feel like he can protect anyone. You know, when the son is kind of looking around that the warehouse that he's in and he sees like the dead body what was yeah. that do you know was, was that, that his, was wife? his wife yes okay yes. He, he said that she got sick and mm-hmm. she started screaming so they had to leave their house so i guess they came there i guess eventually she just died and he had to just leave her up there and he moved down to the, and you know what's the little... sick some people actually do that yeah Ugh. Yeah, they get too well, sad. In too this, sad to move in this scenario, he doesn't really have a. He can't call the ambulance to come pick her up. But nah, sure, but I know what you mean. I'm, I'm bearing. I got enough shit to worry about. Like, no, I mean, I, mean, I guess. But every shovel, every like time you try to dig into the dirt, you're creating noise. Well, then you, you know? don't yeah. invade her, and you know, set a fire, <laughs> and just like pay your respects. Yeah. Um, no, that's really the quick, thing about this world. The, it's okay. like, oh, I was gonna say, like, all right. Zombie apocalypse, right? Okay, you can you can go hide in a shed. You can like you can load up with guns. You're good. We can still talk. We can do whatever. This world, right. you can't do anything. You have to, like, You can't do anything. Like what? Yeah. It's Just be like quiet. they can probably hear your headphones too. Like it's because they're hearing so advanced. But here's go here's ahead, what please. I would do. I mean, and it's so easy for me to say because I was just like. You know, it's it's so easy for us to because you're not really there, right? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna go and uh, as quietly as I can build the biggest live concert I can and turn up all the speakers 
and then like start making noise have everybody come my way into here oh and then like a thousand of them come there and and they slaughter you no and then everybody fire that way you know you're good for about a three mile (laughs) radius okay everybody run you really think the government couldn't have taken these things out okay so that's where i was about to jump to because when you go to uh when they go to the the water um Mm -hmm. murphy and the daughter and those weird people are there. By the way, shout out to that Scoot McNary playing that weird, the creepy one. That was it really? Yeah. yeah oh yeah. wow! Um, First of all, <laughs> see, you know what's weird? This movie's only an hour and a half, but there's so much to talk about because we that scene too is crazy, crazy, yeah. right? Um, but you know when they actually got off. By the way, so I noted that when when they made their escape, um, when she pulls him out of the water, when the monster jumps in and drowns. They show like a little rowboat come by. She pulls him out of the water. They they cut the way they edit it is very brilliant because they cut to a wide shot of the island and you see a boat going towards the island. It's the boat with the monster on it. Oh, I didn't catch that. Did you yeah. catch that the second time? I caught it the second time. So Gio and I talked yeah. about this. So did the monster just float towards the island or did he paddle yes. himself? He must have paddled, right? So they were on a rowboat. They were on a separate rowboat. And he, well, no. No. It was just happened to be drifting towards that island. Because the monster was sitting on top. There was no, it just drifted to the island. And, and they, they were in a separate rowboat. But it didn't show them. It, when it cuts to the wide shot, it shows No, I know. But what rowboat. I'm saying is like, so it just happened to float towards the island, basically. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it shows. It shows. It shows. It. It's it's just drifting right in that direction. It's a big island, so. and it's funny to me. You notice when they're on regular land, right? Not on an island. They're like they're fully equipped to take on one of these creatures. Like one shows up, all right, turn on the speaker, shoot him in the head, boom, we're done. But when you have your guard down and you're not ready for it, when you're on that yeah. island and it shows up, it shows like. And it shows to me is like I don't care if you're on an island, just never let your guard down. Like yeah, exactly if you're living right. in People this world, stay guard. Exactly. And look how brutal. Like what? What I appreciate oh, is how brutal they they killed humans. Like there's yeah. no chance. He's just like yeah. like I just wish because I'm curious. Like I feel like I know it's hard, but I guess you don't think our, our military could take them on. Like, like obviously in this world they didn't. Like it's it's crazy. Well, she, he said, Jimon Jimon Hunsu said that uh, man on island. He said that uh, the national guard figured out that they couldn't swim, so they were trying mm. to get them all. You know, they had like twelve. Oh, he was talking about that, and before they even people started screaming, and before they got a chance to, I mean, yeah, I, they I can see everyone. that. And like, well, even Emily Blunt tries to light one on fire, and it doesn't affect it at all. No. Yeah, not at all. The only exactly. thing they can do is obviously they can shoot them, but they can they got to get away. I was telling Gio, I would just I would just take a big big ass yacht, get a bus, many resources as I can, go just go to the middle of the ocean and just live there, live on the yacht. Maybe. Like, I mean, you got to use Hawaii, a, he's probably totally safe. Use a little speedboat to go back and get resources, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but rains. um, well, yeah, but Gio, what were we gonna say? No, nah, I just moved to somewhere where it rains a lot, so <laughs> no, but the island's a great idea if like there's an island that they can't get to, you know, right? 
Um, yeah. So any last thoughts, you guys? Like any last points you wanted to make? Any scenes you guys want to talk about? Um, I'll just say that, look, I'm, I'm sign me up for a third one. Oh yeah. But Hell yeah. I think in the third one, they, they really have to expand it because I don't know how much longer we can, I can stay interested in just this small group. Like I got Whoa, it. Family. What if they do the third one similar to this one, but they wrap up the story with this family and then whatever they do out after that is like building on this world like whether it's a prequel or a spin-off sequel. yeah whatever you know a crossover well, they gotta be trying to figure out they gotta figure out a way to get this information on how to kill them out to the world right because now that they got a yeah. radio station but you got to be wearing headphones to hear it because if you play that out loud they're going to come kill you on radio and there has to be some type of like some of part of like the u.s military or government or other country governments are alive somewhere. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, totally. Um, cause you know, people have like bunkers built and ready for this kind of thing. So if right. you can get it to the right people, then you can, cause that's the whole point. Right. And that's why both movies end with them emphasizing that this is how we defeat them. Right. So they just got to figure out a way to do that. Yeah. yeah, this one yeah, was definitely um, an ending where it felt like a passing of the torch where the third one, the kids are going to be like really stepping up, you know, and um, mm. whether that means Emily Blunt takes a backseat again, I mean, that's fine. You know, I'm at this point, I'm, I'm invested into all the characters as a family and I would throw yeah. Cillian Murphy into that family because he was an old friend and now a, a trusted ally. You know, yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and yeah. to your guys' point, you guys both mentioned it. Cillian Murphy, to me, like, all right, we already we already like Emily Blunt, and we like the kids from the first one, but to me, like, this movie needed Cillian Murphy. He he's almost like the heart of this movie, to be honest, of, of the sequel. And yeah, I love that he's still there. Like, I thought they were gonna kill him, and I was like, that's kind of just like what you already did in the first one. Like the the right. lead adult male dies. I'm glad yeah. they didn't. Yeah, they did. Yeah, Um, exactly right. But you know, after talking to you guys, because like I was, I really enjoyed it. But like seeing Keith's excitement and then hearing more of Gio's thoughts, it like makes me appreciate the movie more. I still think that, like, in my opinion, and I know this is tough and there's a lot of arguments against it, but in my opinion, every movie should be, should end to where, like, if this was the last one you see, and I know, look, Endgame, or excuse me, Infinity War doesn't work with this argument but if this is the last one you see it should be a fulfilling ending in my opinion and it, to me it's like what it just ends out of nowhere like what oh i, I so disagree that's I my think, main frustration I think, I think infinity war could have been the end to be honest you could have just I no it could have actually you're right you could have just ended it like that and it's yeah. like the bad guy won right well i mean but but you both have to remember that there is a third movie on the way. Um, there's right. no way that, I mean, it's Krasinski has an idea. I just showed you guys the screen. Krasinski has an idea for the third one. I think they, there will be a third one, especially just this thing's going to be a huge success. This will be one of the first, I mean, Godzilla versus Kong was the first movie, but this is going to be a big hit for the studio. It is. It already is. Given that. Yeah, things are normal, but we're not quite back to 
right. pre-pandemic normal, you know, if that makes right. sense. I don't think we'll get there until the end of the year. Um, yeah, yeah. And um, I just think about movies like Empire Strikes Back or The Two Towers, and it's just like this was definitely mm. in that, you know, that category where, yeah, Jacob, it, it, you're, you're told, your point is totally valid. It, there was, it was an abrupt ending with like, yeah, just that. I mean, I, I'm with you. I, we, we were both like, oh, that's it. Okay, we saw John Krasinski's name, and, um, yeah, yeah. but I, 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 so it's a fair point because there's no confirmation that a third movie is definitely happening. Happening. I'm on the side that it's it's gonna happen. I mean, if I had to put money on it, I think we all. If we had to put money on it, a third movie's happening. Um, Dude, yeah. I just looked up the box office. Oh my goodness! What it what already it? made 140 million worldwide in the right. post-pandemic era. Right, that's good. Yeah, that's cr- and you know this budget's not super high. I'm curious. I, I can't what the find budget the budget. No. Like, they used yeah, to show good. the budget on Box Office Mojo, like right next to the results. But anyways, um, 60 million. Yeah. So see, it already. It's already profitable. It's already profitable, which right. good good for you guys. All right, last thoughts, and, and we'll get out of here, guys. Uh, I, I already said mine. Go ahead, Keith. <laughs> hey, well, completely agree. Yeah, sign, like you said, Tio, exactly right. Sign me up for a third one. As soon as it's, as soon as it's out, I'm right there, man. Uh, you know, really done. John, John Krasinski is a star on both sides of the camera. Uh, and, Absolutely, but, yeah. Yeah, man. So, but you get more make, – Make more of these smaller kind of. I think he's made. He's one of those guys. He's probably made for these smaller. Uh, he, he he could do a lot with a little, clearly. And so, um, he's made to do these smaller stories that big kind of seem big in scale, but are actually smaller kind of uh, mm-hmm. character he stories. Should, and uh, he, should, he should have been the guy wait. for Fantastic Four. Hey, it doesn't see. Listen, they're apparently Emily Blunt's tired of those questions, so I don't know if it's gonna happen. <laughs> Yeah, we talked yeah, about it, but I don't know. It's, I don't know about John. Uh, watch No Way Home blow our minds, and then I'll be like, yeah, John Watts for Fantastic Four. But right no, now, I agree with you, Gio. I would rather – look, I have no problem with John Watts, but I'm saying I would rather somebody fresh come in and take on sure. Fantastic Four, like somebody yeah. not in the MCU already. But anyways, that's a discussion for another time. I really enjoyed A Quiet Place too. I, I just think the only thing – separating the first and the second to me is is the endings and and like i said the ending of the second one is amazing but it's like what it just ends so abruptly to me it's like it's not a complete story i think is the only thing to me but we'll see when the third one comes out i guess you could have said the same thing about empire strikes back you could say the same thing about infinity war so totally fine that's gonna do it for this episode of apocalypse now thank you everybody for joining us. Uh, Gio, you want to say your goodbyes real quick and plug anything you got going on? Yeah, you guys can find me on Twitter at Grey Goose Jedi. I also have a separate YouTube channel called Fandom United. I do a live stream every Sunday evening, a great way to end the weekend. So stop by there on my channel and uh, hear us talk movies, TV shows, what we saw, what we're looking forward to. Fandom United, uh, look it up on YouTube under Gio Ramos. And you will find me there. Awesome. Keith, uh, where can they find you online, man? You got anything else going on? Uh, follow me on Twitter at KeithBron79. You can also find me on said YouTube channel with my guy Gio on Fan United on Sunday nights. 
Uh, I'm usually there, plug, right, right along with him. So obviously, um, on Tuesdays here on Apocalypse, uh, we're gonna be doing Marvel Rewind. I'm gonna be able to join that one oh, for Loki. Yeah. That Dude, is, Loki's so, tonight. Yeah. Loki's tonight. Yeah, join us. Yeah, yeah. Tomorrow at 7:30 p.m. We'll be talking Absolutely. Loki episode one. That's right. All five of us. So I'll be there. Farley and Barnes is coming back. So hopefully you look yes. at that at the end of the month. Yes, sir. Uh, Farley and Barnes, if fun. you're obviously into movies, uh, we'll begin to some deep discussions on movies. We will be talking music. We'll definitely be talking these NBA playoffs. I have some bones to pick. Keith, I have some Pop questions Pop. to ask you, but uh, we okay. talk more like all entertainment on Barley and Barnes. Yeah. So, and I think we're going to be doing our first episode at the end of June. Will be our first episode. It it'll be a monthly like wrap up show, basically. So, yeah, like you, like Keith said, check us out then, and and we'll definitely bring it up again here. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Jacob Barley eight two four. I do also a fantasy football podcast called First Round Fantasy. Check it out if you play fantasy football or if you um, just like football in general. We talk NFL in general as well. And I also do a Power Rangers podcast called Off the Grid. You can find that on YouTube. Um, talking the comics here every Friday. So check that out. And also just follow us here at Apocalypse Movies, Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. Thank you for watching. We'll see you guys next time.